Welcome to Connect the Dots, a podcast designed to help chiropractic students connect what they have learnt at university with what to expect in practice life, whilst filling in some blanks along the way. I'm your host, Dr. Marcus Yeo from Melbourne, Australia, and it is brought to you by the Australian Chiropractic Association. We hope you learn lots, and as always, if you have questions, please fire them into us so we can keep crafting great information for you to help your journey connecting university to practice life. Enjoy. Okay, with me today, I have three wonderful, fresh chiros, even though Grace has just told me that um, she's been out for four years, so not so fresh, but uh, we have Grace Minogue, Sam Lietzu, and Amy Mason, who are joining in for our chat today to talk about their respective journeys into practice and uh, the ups and downs and what they wish they had have known, what, what has served them well to date and so forth. So to kick off our chat, we're just going to hear from each of them individually about their journey, and then uh, we'll go from there. So Grace, how about you fire off with yours first, given you've been out uh, the longest, and tell us how you've transitioned in from university into practice life and um, how that's gone for you. Yeah, uh, well, five years of uni, I think I started working with Marcus on my second year. um, And we were having a bit of a chat the other day about that and saying how valuable that was. So I'll touch on that a bit later. Um, But yeah, then I left Melbourne once I graduated and moved home um, and worked with another Cairo for two years, just on two years. Um, I did like a, was like a year and a half as an employee and then I went to a contract base for the last six months um, and then I made the big move and started my own business Um, and haven't looked back there since. So it's nearly been a whole year doing that now. Um, And yeah, that's been great. And where's home for you just so that people know where that is? Uh, home is in Albury, New South Wales, on the border of Vic and New South. Great. And um, Amy, how about you? What about you? Tell us about your story. Yep. So I have been in practice in Sydney CBD for coming up on two years. So I finished at the start of 2019. Um, I had worked in chiropractic practices all the way through my studies. So I was um, familiar enough around the running of a practice and just the day-to-day sort of thing. Um, I'd been in a previous clinic for seven years, um, so prior to study and through my studies and the clinic that I'm working in now, I worked as a CA for um, off and on for two years prior to to finishing uni. Um, So came on board last year as an associate, um, as an employee, which has been fantastic. So it's been a a big um, learning curve being in the city more than more than anything. Being a Sydney practice is really interesting and different from sort of what I had heard from a lot of other colleagues. Um, but it's been really rewarding at the same time. And I'm very fortunate to have a great mentor. So I've landed myself a, a really nice, happy job here. And um, yeah, loving it. Great. And uh, over to you, Sammy. How about you uh, tell us about your story? All righty. Well, it says my uh, internet's not stable, so I'm not sure how clear I'll be. Um, but I graduated in 2019. I uh, started practicing with yourself at my chiropractic in Altham. Uh, did that for approximately seven months uh, and then made the move down to regional Victoria, uh, all based on due to family, uh, COVID lockdown uh, and the opportunity that was down here. And yeah, it's been about a month and a half now working at the Todd's Clinics um, and it's been amazing so far. So yeah, really 
from going from living in the CBD for eight years to going back to home to where I am in Maui is definitely a shock to the system. Um, but nah, enjoying it, living it up down here. It's God's country down here, breath of fresh air. But yeah, it's been awesome. Great. Well, um, that's a really good talking point, I think, because a lot of graduates uh, at this time of year looking for jobs get presented with opportunities either in um, metro areas or regional areas, and they have to try and make decisions around um, the, the, the two different lifestyles that come with that as well, and also the opportunities that come with working in those areas um, at the same time. So I feel like that's a great place for us to kick off this conversation, given we have... Uh, two people who have worked solely in um, either regional or um, in, a, in the CBD in Sydney and you, Sammy, have done a bit of both. Um, so we can hear, yep. hear from that. So uh, Grace, what do you think um, have been the advantages of working in a regional area? So starting in Albury, there wasn't as many chiropractors, well, as I initially thought, and then there were quite a few. Um, and I suppose getting your name quicker as well, it kind of floats around the town a little bit faster. Um, and then coming back and being involved in sporting teams, it doesn't take long to start to build your practice up. Um, yeah, over about a time. I think it only took me about three months in regional um, and I can't compare to what a CBD practice would have taken, but yeah, it was about three months and I had a full book going. So um, amazing. semi easy I suppose if you could call it that <laughs> yeah and yeah. I could see Amy nodding her head so how does that contrast with your experience Amy working in um, the Sydney CBD oh my gosh such a contrast it's it's interesting because you know there's obviously a lot of people in the CBD so you think oh what a like great opportunity for so many patients to come in there's also a lot of chiropractors in the CBD and it's very very competitive so we have just our little block alone, three buildings next to each other all have chiropractors in them. Being the CBD, we don't have any street signage or anything like that. So it's not like we get all the walk-bys just popping in because they see our shingle out on the front door. Um, so it's, it's challenging, but when you get people in, then the word of mouth referral is really easy because they then have a whole office of people who they can send in to you. So it's definitely pros and cons, but you have to work a little bit harder with marketing. <laughs> Mm. Now, uh, Sam, obviously you worked in Altham, which is sort of on the outskirts of uh, Metro Melbourne. Um, and now yep. but you've, you've got a good contrast going down to Maui, obviously um, working in a couple of practices down close by there in the country. Yep. How have you found the difference between um, the, the two practices in terms of um, patients and, and getting new patients and so forth? Yep. So comparing the my chiropractic to Todd's clinics. Is yeah. That the, uh, yeah. The, the different the regions is. Yeah. Yeah. With, in terms of um, your patients and also uh, yeah. how easy it's been to grow and build in, in both of those areas. Uh, well, looking back at it, when working in Altham, there was something like four practices within Altham and then five kilometers away, there's Montmorency, which has chiropractors and then even further is Greensboro. So the competitiveness and the saturation, especially in those northern suburbs of Melbourne, is really competitive. Where in Druin, there's one. And the closest one's the next town in Warrigal. But going towards the city, so from Druin to Pakenham, there's only one. So that's about 50 kilometers where there isn't a, a chiropractor near. So I get 
new patients in, we get referrals in, we get such a good influx of people coming in every single day, which is amazing. Um, and then that's great, but it's also the population's a little bit different compared to regional Victoria and Metro Victoria, um, which you have to adapt to the scenario. So that's been really good. Um, Altham's been awesome because um, Anglo selection population um, where down in Victoria, regional Victoria, it's very similar as well. So I haven't had to differentiate too much between the two populations, but apart from that, it's been, yeah, it's been awesome. There's not much been of a difference. It's just apart from the, the draw or the want of a chiropractor down in regional Victoria is a lot more than Metro because there's one at every corner in Metro where in regional it's a few and far between. Great, great feedback. Now, um, I think the next place to start is uh, with your respective journeys. So Grace has probably had uh, a slightly easier transition um, into practice without having to deal with a, a pandemic um, curtailing her early years. So let's talk about um, your growth through those different roles. You said you were an employee to a contractor. Now you've had, you've started your own business. And obviously we've had some conversations along that journey as well. Um, what did you find good about the employee relationship? But, uh, and then what did you find um, was a drawback which instigated the transition to a contractor agreement? Yeah. Um, well, obviously being fresh out of uni, um, you didn't know a whole heap of what actual practice life was going to be like. Like you just get pot in the room with your client and away you go. Um, the lady that I worked with was fantastic in terms of training and helped with all that kind of thing. Um, but then kind of she had her own book, so she was busy um, and I just kind of got off you go um, and away I went. And then she led a busy life after hours and things as well. So there wasn't a whole heap of support in that sense. Um, so I think I've probably called Marcus a few times in those early times trying to get, get access and just get some help in terms of what to do. Um, so the employee part was great. Um, but again, I found it was really really tricky because as I said in three months you grew to seeing 120 clients a week in um, Albury um, that you weren't kind of worth your what you were being charged out at if that makes sense so you were on that 25 16 hour um, and that's kind of where you sat at um, so then we had a bit of a chat about a percentage like a commission base um, and she was a little bit reluctant with that but then I got about 10 percent out of her so I worked off that um, and then it ended up that she was going away a fair bit. So I was a lot in the clinic by myself um, and taking on more of the staff and office roles um, and felt that I was, yeah, not getting paid for all that stuff as well. Um, Cause that wasn't kind of included in my regular um, 38 hour week that I was doing. Um, so yeah, that's when I approached her and went to a contractor base, um, which was a 50, 50. Um, and I found that worked a lot easier. Um, and then at the end of that year, that's when I was, I was arming and ahhing about doing my own thing at that stage because it had been about a year and a half. Um, and after that, yeah, I made the jump at Christmas and left there last year. Um, and yeah, I haven't looked back since. So I've been loving life. And I'm working from a home-based clinic actually now um, due to COVID. <laughs> so how did you approach that conversation then? Obviously you were an employee and then you, you said, you know, I want to be a contractor. And then within six months you, were, mm. you, you had decided, okay, it's time for me to move on and do my own thing. Um, how did yep. you approach that conversation and how was it received? 
Uh, it wasn't received well. <laughs> um, it was more that it come off that I was being money hungry and um, that my she felt that my um, needs were being met in the clinic and I tried to voice that they weren't. Um, and it, it ended up really being that our values and probably morals around clients and time spent with clients. Um, I'm not sure in CBDs what it's like, but you know, we spend between anywhere from 15 to 20 minutes with a client and she was trying to push back to get to that five to 10 minute, minute mark. Um, which I wasn't comfortable with, um, you know, just being a little bit more trained, like PT background and with nutrition and stuff, I like to do a bit of extra things. So yeah, we just kind of kept butting heads in that sense. Um, so yeah, that was probably the biggest point. I was like, right, let's get to Christmas and then I can go and do my own thing. Yeah. Okay. That's good. And um, obviously having that clarity around who you are as a practitioner is really important to be able to have mm. that conversation too, right? Because if you don't have that clarity, yeah. Um, how can you how can you be involved in a conversation like that and sort of hold your ground and make sure you know yeah um, what you want and it took guts because she was quite um, not intimidating but I every kind of move or conversation that I felt I made was a bit um, just on deaf ears like it was like I didn't really matter in the end of the day yeah I was there to make her money and that was it so she could yeah do a thing cool um Amy, tell me about uh, you with your story. Obviously, you'd started, um, you had a year out in practice, um, had put some hard yards in to grow, and then this year's been a spanner in the works. Um, so talk to us about your experience through that and how you've navigated that that time. Yeah, so it was an interesting start to last year. I knew I was going into a busy clinic, but not with an existing patient base for me. Um, the patient base that's there is the principal chiropractors. So I, I knew going in that I would need to work hard to build my own patient base, which was fine. Um, I got a lot of support from the like from the business about how to market myself and getting out to other businesses around. So um, it was very slow to start, but by the end of last year, it had picked up quite nicely. Um, was getting some really good momentum, came into January, had a great January. Come February, everybody starts working from home and basically it just went and like <laughs> died. I went from re like really nice and busy to seeing maybe 10% of what I was seeing for the first few weeks of it. It was just call after call after call from patients. Sorry, I'm working from home. I'm not sure when I'll be back in the city. Um, so the rural clinic seemed to get busy because I was referring a lot of people out to Cairo's in their suburbs so that they still had care, but they just, they couldn't make it in, were too scared, didn't know when they'd be back in, in the city working again. So I think once people then started to realise that this was the pandemic that was going to be around for a long time, it wasn't just going to be over and done within a month or two, then some started slowly coming back in. Um, but I had, I knew I had to work hard at figuring out a different way to get new patients in so I was thankful that I had enough of a patient base that the word of mouth referrals had started coming in at the start of this year because I didn't have much of that last year so I was still getting some new patients in um, then once the gyms opened up again that was probably my my saving grace people started coming back into the gyms so some were back in the city um, some were injuring themselves in the gyms so needed to find a new Cairo um, so I developed a really good relationship with that so now the last two months it's picked up again and I'm probably about what I was at at the start of at the start of the year so still has some work to do I feel like I'm a little bit of a year behind now uh, but the fact that I've survived I've stayed open the whole way through I've paid rent the whole way through like I, 
um, was very lucky not having to move back in with family or anything like that. So I've, I've survived it. It just was Nothing disappointing to have worked, built, yeah. to, worked hard to, to build the momentum for them to come crashing down. But look at the positives of that. I had a lot of spare time. So I was able to stop and reflect and think how else could I be putting things into the business? So I um, taught myself a lot of social media stuff and filming and editing videos and anything we could do basically to be helping the patients who were at home and unable to come in and to promote myself as much as what I could still around. So it was, it was an interesting year, um, but it's taught me a lot um, both in practice and with um, supporting the practice so it's yeah it's been really good I can't complain honestly everything right. good comes out of a bad situation so <laughs> yep now Sammy uh, Sam's story I'll, I'll have a small segue into it because Sam did placement in our practice and um, my wife was pregnant and corona hit and so I jumped out of practice and Sam pretty much jumped into my seat um, within the practice and started working. Um, so, um, Sam, obviously I know, I know this journey cause you and I've, I've talked at, at length about how you transitioned, but yeah. for the audience, um, how did you find the experience of going from university into practice life? And then, um, especially in a circumstance where there was so much uncertainty um, practice life had to change for everyone um, in terms mm. of um, how we were allowed to practice, who we were allowed to see and um, the conditions in which we were yep. seeing people and also the patients and the fear and stuff that we're, they were coming in with. Obviously, um, yeah. you know, you had no contrast for that. You just went straight into the deep end yep. with all that. Yeah, that's exactly what I was going to say. So <clears throat> finishing up, um, I effectively started March, I think it was. And that's obviously when the first wave hit um, and then starting to build my own patient base from that where we were only able to see a specific population. Um, so people were coming in purely pain-based and where at the, at the time when I was first initially out, I was all into the rehab, all into the sports. Um, and I had to adapt to the scenario. So the population that I wanted to see weren't coming through the doors and I wasn't being able to go out to sporting clubs and try and advertise myself and do all that kind of stuff. So um, getting into grass with different populations was amazing. Um, like you said, getting thrown in the deep end, the opportunity that I had there was awesome. So there's not much complaints there. I uh, Fortunate enough, being a PT, being able to communicate with people one-on-one -on -one has gone a long way. Um, but finding the difference between speaking to someone as a chiropractor compared to a personal trainer was huge. Um, just the language to use, what not to say, what to say. Um, those were the, the first few things that I had to get really down pat. And obviously as I've, the years gone on, I've gotten a lot better, a lot more efficient. Um, so yeah, it's been awesome, especially coming down into regional Victoria and getting further training um, through the Tods. Um, it's been really awesome. So uh, it's been a great year for me. Um, there's nothing really I can complain about, like you said, with the other chiropractor said, yeah. Um, we have been fortunate enough to be continue working for that real uncertainty time, but um, I was just taken with a grain of salt. There's nothing we can really do. COVID doesn't rest for anyone. So if people didn't want to come in, we couldn't force people in. So um, yeah, take it as we went. Cool. All right. So 
you're all you all have different um you're all at different stages slightly in, in terms of how long you've been out in practice i would love to hear from each of you um basically what you wish you had have known when you left uni um that became evident when you were out in practice you're like oh, i didn't have this information I, and you had to go searching for it or you had to grow yourself in certain ways um to try and be successful in practice so um, let's rephrase that question so it's a bit more coherent what didn't you know when you left university that you now know um, that has helped you succeed in practice so grace how about we go with you can you hear me okay yeah yeah it all just broke out before okay did you hear my I question hear crystal right? clear? yeah cool yeah Awesome. Marcus was just all fuzzy. Yeah, it was the one about um, what we wish we had known when we left yep. university. Correct. That was it. Yeah. Well, exactly what Sam just said, um, how to talk the talk. I think um, you probably working as a CA and um, speaking with clients, but it was still not full on talk the talk as in you would in the room. Um, and the, probably the questions you just get popped on the spot with. Um, I felt that your brain had to tick real quickly um, when a client asked and you were like, oh, I'm not really sure of that answer. Um, but somehow you managed to get through it. Um, so that would probably be my biggest thing is a lot more scenario based because I suppose at the clinic, those clients that are coming into the student clinic aren't really there for true chiropractic. Um, they're there for probably the uh, not cheap care, but um, because they're looking after us, which is great because we needed our numbers. But uh, they don't believe in, I suppose, what us chiropractors follow and believe in in life too. So that would probably be my biggest thing is um, a bit more experience in talking the talk for sure. Mm -hmm. Amy, how about you? Yeah, similar sort of line, like communication has been the biggest thing, which I think really it just takes time. Like I felt very ready for practice. I feel like my uni did a really good job of making us practice ready graduates. It was what we were always sort of ingrained into us and, um, the thing that's hard to teach, I suppose, is patient scheduling. So telling patients when they need to come back and how often they need to come back. So I had an idea from being in clinics, but being able to confidently say to a patient, come back on this day or come back in this amount of days or weeks or whatever, that was my biggest struggle. And when I'd say that to them, not emitting this confidence, then they don't have confidence to believe me to then rebook when I tell them to. So part of its time, part of its communication, part of its confidence. Um, so it's it's one of those tricky things to teach at uni, I suppose. But yeah, communication is just so vital. Um, and really it, it comes with time. And as Grace said, like it's a different sort of clientele, like a different type of patient base that you get in real clinic as opposed to student clinic. Um, it's also much easier to tell patients in the student clinic to come back because they're either not paying or they're not paying much at all. Whereas getting them to pay full fees in, in a city practice, it's a little bit harder. Um, so yeah, and the pace of everything, everything is much faster. And like Grace said, sometimes you just don't have time to think. Whereas before you'd take a history, you'd go out and chat to your supervisor. You'd come back in and do an exam and you go out and chat to your supervisor. You can go and ask them all the questions in between. So being the only one, you have to yeah, really learn to think quickly and have confidence in what you do know. Right. We actually, I've just, there's three initial episodes for this podcast series. And the first one I recorded is with Dr. Martin Harvey. And we talk about all of those things that you have just spoken about, Amy. Um, awesome. <laughs> scheduling, how to be time efficient, communication um, techniques, 
Um, he's an amazing resource for all that. So um, there's one for you guys to listen to as well, because it is, I, I was, as I was yeah. asking questions, I'm, I was taking notes for myself. I'm like, because I've done Martin's courses, but it's, it was a great refresh at the same time, you know, to hear some of that stuff. So um, that's a great episode for everyone yeah. to tune into as well. Um, Sam, you mentioned communication. Is there anything else that you found um, you weren't quite prepared for um, when you left uni? Yeah. Um, well, getting into clinic, I didn't really have an idea of what kind of chiropractor I wanted to be. Um, I just didn't really have a scope. But as time progressed and I learned a few things and what to say to a patient, um, I was kind of just like confident on what I wanted to do and how I wanted to treat and what I wanted to do in regards to patient care. Um, and how to deal with a report of findings. Um, that's obviously the be all and end all as a chiropractor and what we can do. And like you said, you do all the things like the, uh, the report of findings is um, if you take x-rays, what to say with an x-ray, um, how to speak about the road to success, all that kind of stuff and scheduling and scheduling in appointments. Uh, if I was confident from the start, um, I would see my growth explode, especially through the start. Um, but apart from that, that was, and like you said, communication, what we've gone over and what kind of chiropractor I wanted to be. Um, I had no idea really. Um, I was just fiddling it out and still to this day, I'm kind of getting to what kind of chiropractor I want to be like, uh, but I'm still not there yet. Okay. Uh, and what about what has stood you in good stead? What did you learn at university that you think at the time you, you weren't, you didn't realize just how valuable that was going to be when you went out in practice? Um, have you got any feedback on on any of that? We'll start with you, Grace. Um, there was so much you learned through uni. That's the biggest thing. Um, I think too, like the case-based stuff, I really learned in that last little bit when we were doing like case management of um, different types of cases that could come mm -hmm. in the clinic. Um, and they certainly don't present like that. Um, I've unfortunately had to call an ambulance twice in my <laughs> four-year career, uh, which is a bit scary. But again, you were equipped with how to do your vestibular testing, how to do tests for VBIs, because um, I thought a guy was having a stroke um, and it turns out he wasn't, which is good. But anyway, we called them. <laughs> um, but yeah, equipping with that med, um, whatever that subject was called, uh, med exam, um, which is they bang on about how important it is. And you don't really, I think, maybe appreciate how important it is until something like that happens. Um, and then you go, yep, yeah, that's why I know that skill. And that's why I suppose we have a five-year degree and come out and get to call ourselves doctors because <laughs> yeah. we're pretty important in that first line of, of practice, I suppose. You know, people don't need referrals to see us. They can walk in off the street um, and you get those Cairo patients with this guy was just presented with his everyday normal headache and he ended up having a big um, infection that had gone through his bloodstream. Um, but yeah, he said, I'm only going to the chiropractor. I'm not going anywhere else. So we have to be ready for that. So I definitely think that's, um, yeah. I take that big part out of uni as a plus. Great. Yeah, for sure. What about you, Amy? It's going to sound really basic, but the bread and butter of history and exam, I, you know, mm -hmm. we go over it, we go over it, we go over it from day one. And you're like, oh, how many times can we practice an exam in a class? Like, come on again. But doing a really thorough history, leading into a really concise but appropriate exam, 
is just essential. And the amount of patients who I've had comment to me that they've seen, you know, other healthcare practitioners and they've never had someone go through their history or exam in that much depth. I think it's so crucial because then that sets up everything else. You know, you could be the best adjuster ever and it doesn't matter if you don't know what you're actually doing. So I think that was, yeah, huge. Everything else obviously is important and we take bits and pieces, but some things would, um, you know, we forget because there's a lot of information to take in and you go and you look that up and it's great to have all of those resources. Like I still look at my uni notes quite frequently, um, but knowing how to do just a really good history and exam is absolutely crucial. Right, Sammy? Yeah, um, taking it back a few years after uh, like the start of the year, so I see it's bit like neuroscience was vital. Um, human anatomy, human physiology, what we learned in there prove dividends nowadays, um, especially going in into clinic and seeing how the body adapts to certain scenarios and certain stresses that we put on it and actually knowing how to modify it or adapt to it or change it or um, was awesome. So seeing those changes actually firsthand happen, especially the power of an adjustment or the power of your treatment that you're doing, the care that you're giving to a patient and just noticing those neuro changes, those human physiology changes and actually putting it down to um, just the feedback from the patient really. Um, and they're not even recognizing it. Um, so like certain stress levels that they experience go down tenfold after a couple of weeks through clinics. So especially now where, because the clinics that I'm working at is a uh, sympathetic dominant and SD protocol clinic and just noticing and reading up on my like neuroanatomy and human physiology nowadays. And you're just saying, wow, it's just so, it's just so vital um, that people don't come in just specifically for pain. They come in just for a general well-being and health. Yep. So, all right, the last, we'll, we'll wrap this up shortly. Um, the last thing I have is if you have one piece of advice for um, the graduates who are about to leave uni and head out into the big wide world, uh, what would you say to them? Grace, off, over to you first. Uh, yep. I've got three little points. Yeah. <laughs> Work at a chiropractor, um, get exposure and just have a great attitude because working at the chiro, as I said to Marcus when we were chatting last week, was the best thing I could have ever done. Um, and especially owning my own business now, um, I didn't have to learn any of front desk and how to run a business because I knew how to do it all from working with Marcus. And I think, I think maybe a year into clinic, I can't quite remember when I started with you, how far you'd been in clinic, um, but it was great because Marcus was still learning um, and then he taught me everything he knew. Um, and here I am today. So definitely what that would be my biggest advice. <laughs> cool, Amy? That was one of my points as well, actually, like work as a CA or in a clinic as you're studying because the information that you get there, picking up, seeing the patient flow and everything, it's something that you just can't get at uni. So being exposed to that early is invaluable. Um, be patient and be prepared to work hard. You're not just going to be handed all of these patients the day that you walk into your first job. You need to put in the work. You're the one who needs to put your name out there. Um, so be prepared for that. Um, and find a workplace that you like and that supports you. Don't just take the first job because you're scared that you're going to say so that you're not going to find another job. Make sure that it's the right fit for you and someone who you get along with and it's, it's what you want out of a job. Great. Sammy? 
keep learning. Keep doing your research. Keep looking up studies. Um, keep developing your own skills. Do courses. Do SAT. Do FNOR. Do all that stuff that you're interested in. Um, and also keep watching other chiropractors in your clinic. Um, you'll find that you'll notice the stuff they do and the stuff they say, you'll be like, oh, that's awesome. I'm going to use that. Um, and also finally, uh, get a mentor um, or some sort of coach. They'll help you through the journey. There's curly questions that you don't know what to ask or ask them. Um, that's That was huge for my early, early learning, especially just getting that mentor and having someone as that shoulder to lean on, especially in those times that are tough and um, just, yeah, use them as much as you can. Great. Great. Okay. Well, this, there has been a lot of great information um, shared by you all um, in this. Uh, so I've just got a couple of wrap points to wrap this up um, that I think are really important. So from a foundational level, understanding what kind of chiropractor you want to be is really important. And obviously that comes through learning lots of different um, aspects of chiropractic practice, different techniques and so forth. And also getting exposure to lots of different chiropractors out in the field through observation and so forth. Um, obviously having the experience of working in a practice also will help round out um, some of that because you also learn what you don't want to be sometimes when you go and yeah. observe people and, and work with other people. So that's equally as good a learning um, as what you do want to be because it's, it sharpens that yeah. vision within your mind. Um, obviously, con continue to practice and work on your communication. Trying to get that right before you get out into practice is obviously a very valuable thing because, as Amy said, it really helps with your certainty when you're delivering the message. And same with you, Sam, with your report of findings. Um, you know, having that certainty to sit across from someone and, and deliver that uh, message to them about what they need in care is really important. Um, and to be able to be to be able to do that, you need to understand the body and the presentation of the individual. So that fun, the fundamental basics that you learn at university are there. Um, the, the anatomy, the physiology, all the stuff that we know, uh, the diagnosis, differential diagnosis that we get. So that sets us up for that success in practice. So thanks for adding those beautiful points in uh, to all of you. And I'm sure it's very valuable for the students who are about to embark on the journey. So. Thanks very much for joining guys.